everyone. Welcome to the fourth season of Professional Pharmacist. I'm your host, Lisa Purdy. I'm a professional development practitioner in the Midwest who loves to share my experiences to all of you, hoping to grow your leadership and abilities to grow your team. Today, I want to talk about healthy culture and a healthy you. We've already spoken this year that this is the year of the great resignation. We all know staffing is short. Heck, some of you are even needing to go back to staffing level just to keep the ship afloat. It's been really, really hard. On top of running the business or the department, you've been asked to care for your team, but not in the surface style level that you've been accustomed to. Now it's time to get in a deep, meaningful way. That may add some additional stress and time onto your plate, depending on the type of person or leader you are. Maybe it's just an extension of who you are. So today, this podcast will look at both sides how to think through supporting your team in a deep, meaningful way, but also how to take a moment to care for yourself so you don't continue to be burned out on both ends. In order to serve your team well, we need to round on them regularly. Maybe before the pandemic, you did this once a week. Now it would be better if you did this three or four times a week at a minimum. Yep, that requires time. You may need to reprioritize your task in order to achieve this. For some of you, this will be an uncomfortable process, but for others, any excuse to talk to your people is a win for you. Either way, this is how you build trust and show your team that you care about them as individuals. For rounding questions, some old school style questions that have been used were things like, how long have you worked here? Why have you stayed? What is the thing that you're most proud of while you've been working here? But unfortunately, these also imply that you really don't know your people. I'm more inclined to ask not just how your day is, they may just say it's busy and there's not much you can pull from when they do that. But maybe something like, what matters most to you right now? What is something I can help you with? Or do you wish there was something I was aware of? What is something you could use support in? Are there any issues or are you facing any barriers that you could use some help in? Keeping in mind that you are here to serve and support your team and having questions that you're able to then follow up with results on can help alleviate the struggles that they are facing. Sometimes it's a simple equipment issue. They haven't had time to fill a ticket or they haven't found that printer cartridge they've been needing. Give yourself a set amount of time to then go out and help your team. I would also look into one-on-one conversations. Again, that is more time, so schedule these out. If you are used to meeting with your team once a year for a review, you are likely not connecting with your team. Try at least twice a year, or even if you can, every quarter. Each time you set up a meeting, have a theme of questions you can ask everyone. Things like, that will, things will like help you understand the environment and culture that you have. I would also ask questions about the employee. Like, tell me about your home life, or what activities have you been doing outside of work? Do you have any hobbies? I would take notes. You can't possibly remember everything they're going to tell you. This will help you when you do a review 30 seconds before your next meeting that you can know what you talked about and ask about it. For example, you ask what you've been spending time on outside of work and they answer something like, I'm buying my first house. So then you chat about that experience for a little bit. The next meeting, you pull up your notes and you see the house comment. Then you have this opportunity to ask about How is adjusting to this new house coming along? That attention to detail is actually what builds trust. And if you ever listen to Brene Brown, I really hope you do. (laughs) That is what she's speaking about when she mentions marble jar moments. She brings up a story where 
she knew that her daughter knew she trusted someone because there were moments in her life that she called marble marble jar moments. Things where her friends took notice of her grandparents' names or she said things like they showed up when something mattered. There are little moments that each one of us, we, we just associate them with key points of that person cares for me. And I know that because they did these small little almost unidentifiable thing that adds up these to a jar full of marbles that shows you that you can trust that person. And that's what you're looking for. These discussions can also help you understand what matters to them the most here at work. There are many issues or projects that they would like to fix or have time to go through. And you might be able to create those opportunities for them to flourish and enjoy their work more. If you can get down to where they are, feel what they're feeling, be intentional with getting to know their goals and their struggles, you win loyalty points. And eventually, you can start to see your culture begin to strengthen by healthy people who feel cared for. The next layer is you genuinely need to appreciate them. You can't do this unless you know them personally. You need to understand how they want to be appreciated or for what things they want to be recognized in. Not everybody wants the world to know what they are doing behind the scenes. Some need this type of recognition. Some feel it's just their job to catch interventions. Others may have a competitive desire to know that they catch the most errors. Some people want free food or some kind of chalk ski from your organization. Others may want a better parking space or first dibs on a day off. Stay connected on a personal and professional level. Remember, they have burdens in their personal life. Remember to say thanks for specific things. Not just, great job taking phone calls. Think, thank you for using your ADEP by telling the caller who you are with a pleasant voice and asking how you can serve them. That really shows you care about their call. And then smile at the person you're thanking. It'll go a long way. Another thing I have seen is thank you notes sent to the families thanking them for letting mommy or daddy come to work each day. This again takes a lot of time and you do need to know your audience. You can also promote professional development. People feel valued when you invest in supporting their development, learning their motivations and strengths. Create opportunities for strengths to be displayed and utilized at work. I have other podcasts on here that can help you find some opportunities that you can offer. So check those out. Specifically, I would look under the role development um, podcast. You can also create a, a culture to celebrate all the wins. This brings joy back into the workplace, but be cautious, be genuine, and celebrate the home wins as well. This could be a fun way to start the day. If you do huddles before you get into the gritty details, take a moment to celebrate. Who planned dinner already? Yay! Who managed to get here without coffee being spilled? Yay! Okay, that can kind of be some fun stuff. But then you can get into, okay, who is a great catch or a thank you to a team member? See how you warmed them up and then you brought them in deeper with those thank yous? This may help set the tone for the day. You may want to have random fun games like pharmacy bingo or a snack chart cart that occasionally comes around and helps them feel appreciated. So to hit the highlights above, be visible and be active. Be available to your team. Provide answers to them, communicate regularly, recognize them, follow through on the areas they need help on, and be aware of who needs your help, and then celebrate them regularly. 
Now it's your turn. (laughs) As a leader, I know you are busy. The weight of your department is on your shoulders. Never before have you had to face the situations that you now do each and every day. And if you don't have a self-care routine by now, you need to make this your number one priority. It's kind of like eating the frog mentally. Do it every day, first thing, for 15 minutes. You need some ideas? Well, let's talk them out. As you roll out of bed, which actually may be a struggle, especially if you've been hitting that snooze button on a regular basis, try a 10 to 15 minute yoga routine. There are several on YouTube. You don't even need to do the whole thing. Some of them are even starting you laying down and stretching for a few minutes, which can really help you wake up. I cannot begin to tell you how amazing this will make you feel. And not only will you have done something for yourself, you actually did an activity that will help your body to break off stress. Another option is take a bath. Yes, in the morning. Give yourself 10 minutes without a phone. Put on a candle and slowly wake up. I can't, you have to take your phone out of the picture when you first wake up. It is definitely causing stress in your life. Another option is make your coffee or your tea and just sit. Watch the sky, maybe the sunrise, or the birds that fly through your backyard. If you enjoy reading, read for 10 minutes. Trust me, this is the type of thing that when you wake up and, and you think about how you should be starting your day, you actually will want to get out of bed for these things. Sometimes when you first think you're going to like bring this into your routine, you'll be like, oh, I'm just going to sleep and not do that. And you'll go and you'll, you might do that for a few times until the day you try it. And then all of a sudden you get hooked and you're like, oh my God, I felt amazing by giving the first 10, 15 minutes of my day to myself to just slowly be present. Okay. You'll actually look forward to this time for yourself. Now, during the day, try to be mindful about your breathing. You might want to take a moment when you get off a heavy phone call or you interact with a coworker, breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, or whatever kind of cadence that you like. This will help ground you by telling your body to relax and come out of that fight or flight mode that you've been running in. Now, in the evening, you could try stretching. We all hold stress in our bodies. There are studies that say regular stretching can help pull that stress back out of you and help your body recover quickly. Again, this is slowing you down for a moment to come out of that fight or flight feeling. Have you noticed the theme? (laughs) As a society, we're running ourselves into the ground and it benefits no one at all. It is by far better to work within constraints than to, you know, for like empower through like six hours then take longer and take those longer breaks than to try to push and be nonstop all day. There are tons of options out there, so please consider adding just one of these to your daily routine. I promise it will slowly help build peace back into your life. Another thing you can do is build in routines. So in the morning when you first start working, take 15 minutes to look over and even write out your priorities. Make sure they still make sense. Taking a little bit of time to make sure your day is ready to go sets you up for a less stressful day. Also, don't overpromise. Don't try to put more things on your plate than you can actually accomplish. Be realistic. You can always have those running side lists that if you have time, you can get to. But don't make your whole day like a bazillion extra things that you know you can't even do in a week. Okay? 
The next thing I would say is set and reinforce boundaries. It is not a badge of honor that you stay past dinner and lose time with your family. Unfortunately, you are replaceable at work, but you are not replaceable at home. I love that you get you are giving your all and to your job and serving others in a big way. But don't make it to be at the expense of your family or your health. Only you can decide what boundaries that needs to look like. If you have a significant other, this is a great opportunity to talk through together what you should be expecting out of yourself work-wise. If you drop, say, from a 10-hour day to 9 hours, you may see your joy start to come back. You may actually work harder while you're at work because you've given yourself a constraint. The next thing I would say is take time off. Take a staycation. Go somewhere. Plan some fun activities and some memories or simply plan a weekend to read by the fireplace. You need to have some fun planted to your life. And no, I did not say binge watch a show all weekend. As much as people think that that's a positive thing in your life, it it just sucks you dry. (laughs) So try not to see that one. Okay, next thing, get your finances in order. The bills are already the worst and not knowing week to week how you're going to make those bills are like living in jail. So there is a book, The Richest Man in Babylon. It is by George Classen. It's over 100 years old, I think, and but it's very easy to read. And it has some sound advice, very simple advice. Take time as a family and look over your spending. You are probably spending too much on things that really don't matter and just making you feel more trapped. If you start paying yourself first even a small amount, you will start to feel the weight of money lift off your shoulders. The other thing is make time for family and friends. We need people contrary to our lifestyle where we think spending time on social media is time with people. You need real life connections. So have a meal together, play games, talk about challenges you face, make real time with real people and watch your heart begin to feel light again. If you're a spiritual person, reinvigorate your faith. Pray more, read more, go back to church, join a life group. Whatever this looks like for you, connecting to something bigger than yourself is good for your soul. Okay, I think that about covers things. I hope you hear me when I say I truly want the best for you and those you serve. Take time for yourself. Find things that can help you get help. Reset your priorities and start trying some self-care, okay? Don't look at yourself as a project to fix, okay? You're not broken. Um, That might make things feel a little too heavy. Simply just reconsider what might be important to you and start putting into motion the habits that are needed to build what will become your new reality. I hope this content is helpful for you. I hope you're growing and learning from this podcast. Thank you so much for joining and listening in each time. If you could, please leave a review or some stars. It really does help other people find this content and hopefully I can help serve some more amazing people just like you. If you have any questions or you want to connect, please reach out to Lisa Purdy on LinkedIn and have a wonderful week, guys.